0: Welcome along to another edition of the Irish F1 show, as always in association with PFT Travel. Safety on time, every time. Follow PFT Travel on Facebook and on Instagram. We are, of course, looking back on the action at Silverstone. We get the podcast out a little bit earlier than usual. We're generally a couple of days off. That's my fault. Nobody else's. But uh, the figures have been very good from an audio point of view. And that's where we will keep most of the content. So the full episodes will be going out audio only and we will have a clip or two, perhaps, of the video action up on our YouTube and Facebook, Twitter and Instagram channels at Irish F1 Show. Brian Rabbit is missing in action. He was out in Mondello today and he is scrambling to try and get back and have a look at the F1 without any, any spoilers. So I'm joined here by Richard Carney, who has taken a bit of a sabbatical away from a nice little tasty beverage or two and uh, to join us here. Richie, how's things?
1: Grand, Kev. Yeah, grand. Um was meant to go to Mandela myself today and have a look and support Barry and Shane and a couple of more guys up there, but didn't make it. As we all know, I have a chassis to rebuild and, and an awful lot of work ahead of me, so it was time management better spent in the shed.
0: Yeah, that's it, yeah, and then uh, a beverage or two to take a bit of heat off after putting in all the too. So it has to be done, Richie, it has to be done. So what way is it coming along? Are you making progress with it, Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're getting there. It's gone for powder coating. New body work has arrived. We're... Suspension com- uh, Suspension components are arriving each day. And yeah, it's once I get the chassis back, it, it'll take shape pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. I was actually looking at a video earlier. It's funny, but it's not really funny what you have to do in the cost of it. But it was actually what it takes to run an R5 rally car in terms of costing. And... Um... Just with thirty, thirty euro a kilometer or something, each competitive kilometer. And then he was like, How do private heroes do this shit at all? And uh it's it's, it's mad. just mad. mad. As mad. you said mad. several times before, Richie, as you said several times before, and Barry always said, the day you start counting up what
1: you spend on racing is the day you never race again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and don't tell the wife either. That's the most important <laughs> thing. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. no, I'm lucky enough we run on pump pump fuel um Barry now Barry is F3 he's on race fuel so I mean his fuel bill per weekend is phenomenal you know it's, it's it's it uh it would frighten you you know so you can only imagine what the F1 costs
0: yeah what's the what fuel would would Barry be running up there to self interest what's the the brand F Carlos Elf stuff yeah yeah because there's VP there as well is that does that go into them yoks or is that for a different machine altogether.
1: I'm not quite sure which he uses. It's either Carlos yeah. or VP, but it's one or the other. But it's fucking, yeah. sh- it's dear.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, mad, mad stuff all together. Ted, so look, I suppose in the middle of all this chaos, you, you obviously kept an eye on on Silverstone. So the outcome hasn't changed in the sense that it is yet another Max Verstappen victory. And uh, as we were reminded earlier, when he actually won over there the last time, I think it was at a stage, wasn't it, where they were doing two circuits to make up for the lack of races during lockdown. So it's the first time under the guise of British Grand Prix that he's actually won it. But he had a little bit more work, do. I suppose he never... Would it be fair to say he never looked in, in monumental danger, but at the same time, three seconds is a little bit closer than some of the previous ones he's won by.
1: Yeah, to be fair, um, I have to say, I thought it was a great race. Um, mm. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I don't really know... If the three and a half or four seconds that Max won by is is justified in the sense that he just set it there, or he could have drove off, you know, if pressure came on, he could have went harder. I I don't know if if he couldn't have went harder, that's a serious display for McLaren. You know, yeah. considering how their season have has gone so far, their upgrades have been. Superb, like young Piastri up there. You know, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I, I, even England, Max could have driven off a bit more into the into the distance. He was tire managing towards the end with the softs, but um, she's fair play to McLaren like that. That that's some turnaround.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the story of the weekend, really, Richard. In money respects, and it was going to be the question that. I was going to lead with but I kind of got sidetracked by maybe coming to the conclusion that it was probably the most comprehensive three second victory that maybe Max Verstappen might have had but as you say, all juice to McLaren like what my, my simple question on McLaren is how has this happened is it, too, is it too simple to say that an upgrade has come and they've got quicker or is there a little bit more to it like
1: I think there's a bit more to it I think when you look at their um bodywork and styling I think they've basically copied Red Bull in their aerodynamics and styling and um, you know it's paying dividends for him. I mean we all know Lando super super quick driver and I've said it on this before he will be a future world champion. But um to give Piastri the upgrades and for him to put a P three on the grid in qualifying like that's 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 fair going. Like that that mm. that's that that takes
0: a bit of doing like Yeah. Like, I, I suppose, Piastri, there was a lot of talk about the controversy and the, the events that, I suppose, resulted in him being at McLaren in the first place. So, would you say, even though it's taken a little bit longer than you'd expect, that he has now maybe silenced some of those critics for, for what he opted to do?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I was, um I was very critical of him. I, Thought, you know, maybe he wasn't getting anywhere near Lando in the old McLaren, as in before the, this the weekend, new McLaren. Yeah. But, but um, he couldn't get near Lando's pace. And I and I was being critical of him, but he silenced me this weekend. Absolutely fair play to Oscar, top job. Yeah.
0: So, like, I mean, it is, it is a bizarre set of circumstances whereby, you know, you mentioned a McLaren is on the front row. <laughs> you know, it just seems to come completely out of nowhere and Piastri, right up there, you know, as, as you suggested as well. And it's just kind of one of those things where you think to yourself, what are what are the exact set of um conditions that that can make this kind of happen? And when you look at maybe where Alonso ended up, okay, right, seventh, that's not the worst thing in the world, but all of a slap, you're looking at what was a, a very consistent podium placer uh, in the early part. All of a sudden, looking like, Jesus, you can't just suggest that the car has got bad because it's not. But other cars have improved. So do you think maybe over the next couple of races, or is there an indication today perhaps that Aston Martin have rested under their laurels slightly? Is there more that they can actually do? Yuda has the insight now to, to try and bump this a little bit.
1: No, I at all. No, that's a very interesting point because, you know, Alonso stated, I don't know, first, second race in, third race in maybe that he, he should be on the podium every race. But um, honestly, honestly, I think it's, it's more of Aston Martin had their development done and brought to the circuit in the early stages of the season and And I believe the others have just caught up like Ferrari have gotten quicker now you we see McLaren right there, and I just think maybe uh what way could I word this like um aston martin Aston Martin showed great early pace, but the other teams around him have now caught up and taken yeah. and and Overtaking them uh, uh, essentially. So um, I think Alonso being now listen, it's it's circuit dependent as well. Uh, McLaren are not going to be that dominant every circuit they go to. Um, unfortunately, we have only one team that 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 is that dominant no matter where to go. But um, no, I think there's an interesting battle coming between McLaren, Ferrari, and uh, Aston Martin.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I suppose when you consider the hopes that Aston Martin would have harboured for this weekend, they're not, I guess, going to be
1: overly pleased with with how the weekend has gone for them? No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're they're a team. Listen, they are a team on the up. And the money is being spent in the right areas and they're recruiting good people. So, I mean... Can we call this a dip in Aston Martin? I, I don't really think we can call it a dip. I just think it's it's part and parcel of their development to get quicker. Um, you know, when you think about with McLaren, McLaren's car now is an absolutely, totally brand new car from what mm. the start of the season with.
0: Yeah.
1: Some might say they copied the Red Bull. I'm not saying that, but um, we've just seen how quick they went to Silverstone.
0: Yeah, there is distinct. What, what was it? We we took some. As someone said famously before, we took inspiration. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, what did? I'm not suggesting this happened now because it's not exactly a like for like comparison. But whenever, um, you know, whenever Racing Point basically adapted the the previous year's Mercedes, we purchased some information.
1: <laughs> I yeah, like the way he put that right. at the
0: time, I suppose. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying again that that's happened in this particular you Know I'll come, whatever, but uh, no, look, it is despite everything, it is great to see them back up that well, end of a yeah, that's what I was
1: going to say, Kevin. It's, it's, it's great to see it. Like, I mean, I love the
0: Gulf, the, the, the orange, the orange color is something that you're um, particularly fond of.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, my my race car livery is the the Gulf livery. Um, anyone, anyone around Mandela or Kirkestown, they'll all know my car, but uh, no, um. It's uh it's great to see, like I mean, I have to say it's the first Grand Prix that I've actually set up and watched from start to finish without nodding off or without you know was <laughs> absolute great rest,
0: yeah, I would last whatever money anyway, Like, yeah, yeah over the last few sequences, like but I think one team when we always come back to Ferrari, of course and we measure them off their former lorries and stuff. It seemed a bit of a flash in the pan, maybe what Leclerc did last last time out when you see kind of where they're at now. I know you say there's an interesting battle coming, but they need to, they still need to do a better issue, don't like, they? Not just for our I sake. Do. I <laughs> do. They do, they
1: do, really they do. Like um, they are coming. Um how far they come, I can't tell you, but um they're too big of a team not 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 to get in the mix. Um, I think Science is absolutely overshadowing Leclerc at the moment. He's he's far the superior driver at the moment. I know Leclerc might be edging him in qualifying and things, but but Science seems to show a lot more pace, um, which is good. I think they will come. I think I, I I I honestly this battle is going to come towards the end of this season, McLaren. Aston Martin, Ferrari. You know, I I, I think that, that this is going to be the story.
0: Yeah, it'll intensify. And I suppose that's ultimately where our interest is going to lie because sure things are fairly wrapped up at the at the other end. Like so Checo going in sixth or whatever, starting what? 15th. Um like to go to go through the race, I suppose, in general. You know, there was probably one was there one moment of doubt you would say whenever the safety car came out for like that. Oh, we, we could have something on our hands here now because the, the pack is going to tighten up a little bit. Um, You know, or was it I always did. A, kind of a case where there's like, right, it doesn't really matter what's going to happen here. I think there's still only one winner, you know?
1: No, I did. I did. I have to say I, I was rubbing my hands when the safety car came out because, you know, we knew Max and Lando were going to pit under the safety car. But the very minute they put the hard tyres on Lando's car, I was like, "What the fuck, mm. Jesus!" Put them on the softs and let them have a crack at him. They didn't do it. And if you listen to the team radio throughout the race, McLaren kept saying, "Oh, this, this, this is the safest option for us is to go on the hard." Fair enough, they got their second place, but I still like they were that far up the road. I think they could have slapped a set of softs on to Lando mm. and and. Go have a crack
0: at it. It seemed unusual, yeah, definitely. Hmm, whatever, like, what was there? It wasn't one of those things where because the, they'd already used up the that tire rules, or the way you have to use a certain amount of whatever. What was what would be the any known logic to, to putting on cars in that situation just for
1: the gobshade like me? Um, the, the logic behind the hard tire was, um, in Silverstone over the weekend the soft tyre was lasting an average of about 11 to 12 laps before it Mm. dropped off. Um, But George Russell started on the the soft and went 20-something-odd laps. So that that changed everything throughout the weekend, hence the reason everyone went on softs after the safety car. Now, the McLaren at the moment switches on its tyres really quickly and it's really good in wet conditions. Over a race distance, the McLaren probably doesn't touch the Red Bull in the way it uses its tyres. So I would imagine Lando's engineer and Piastri's engineer was like, listen, we're guaranteed second and third here. Let's go on the safe option, put the hards on it and just bring it home. Hmm. Plain
0: and simple, yeah. Look, I, I guess there's an argument to be made for both. But I suppose if you've seen what's, what's going on, and you know there's a risk to take maybe that is a lesson to them going forward that maybe if we're in that situation look every circuit's going to be different so it's not fair for me to suggest that either right? but the ability to just take the gamble you know and take the calculated risk that is the difference possibly between P1 and P2 like when you consider what was in it maybe at the end and would you feel if they had to put a set of offs on genuinely that we could have been looking at it for a story or does Max always just find that little way
1: I still think Max wins, but I think we could have had a humdinger of a finish. Mm. That McLaren was so fast in the high speed corners. It's 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 low drag, it's it's down Like I said, in the high speed corners, that thing like you see him when Lewis started to get on top of Lando towards you know, after the pit stops. But it. Do you know, even with DRS, Lando could pull that gap through the high-speed stuff enough. So Lewis couldn't pass him and eventually was able to pull away from Lewis. Um, going back to it, no. I, t- I still think Max was the winner, but I think we could have had a high-lay finish um, mm-hmm. if they had to strap in the the softs on to Lando. Yeah. Uh,
0: I like you, Richie, have... Uh... A huge draw for a nice livery on a car. And I, I liked what I like what Williams did this again, but uh there was one particular part of it, the way the Juracell thing. I know it's it's not something that is unusual. we have seen we've seen plenty of things before, but there's two things that I like. I like the way Google Chrome have their um obviously their logo in around the, the wheel on the car, which is savage, and the jurisdic thing on the yeah, <laughs> on the Williams, the Williams is is yeah. genius yeah. as well. And we've seen a good few of those, I suppose, down through the years, but I believe now. Let me just get me facts and figures right here. Uh courtesy of the F1 website and same dude, Sean Kelly. Does it the whole time? Barry hates this part, but um they're they're quite they're quite useful. For Stappen's win means Red Bull tie McLaren's all time record of eleven consecutive wins set in nineteen eighty eight. Yes, caveat coming out um with the amount of rest, which is have to win eleven in a row, no matter how many is there, I suppose, which is which is the flip side of it. Um just looking down through it to see was there anything other so for stopping comes only the fifth driver in history to have won six consecutive races joining and alberto Ascari, michael schumacher who did it twice nico rosberg and sebastian vettel so like i mean you talk about hunger and motivation um i wouldn't think maybe maybe that's not something that's in the back of his mind but that man just strikes me as someone that will find motivation from somewhere every time no matter what it is like you know and i was actually uh i meant to say this to you on last week's episode we were saying in GA terms when you don't have beef with another county i think it was like galway and and water or something you, you create that beef right i don't know how hamilton would create beef though because he's a vegan so that would be no good to him right but like <laughs> it's just that that whole theory of of motivation behind max that we did last year i thought that was a fascinating piece that, that you and Barry covered very well and and very interestingly actually but yeah he's just he's unreal so it was also his 11th consecutive podium finish meaning he's now tied for the fourth longest run in history and his 29 consecutive classified race finish tying with Danny Ricciardo back from Italy 2015 to Abu Dhabi 2016. Like, all these stats are outrageous. He achieved his eight hat-trick of his career, uh, obviously, win, pole, fastest lap, tying him with Alan Prost and Sebastian Vettel for fifth in the all-time list. I mean, like, that's a fair lot now in one race alone, like.
1: Yeah, like uh, I mean, I know we, we we spoke about this in the last episode, and I'm just briefly, briefly just gloss over it again. And and I mean, yeah, he's a different animal. He's 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 phenomenal. He he can drag the best out of the worst. Um, but in the same breath, you have to have the car. I mean. Yeah. If, like, Fernando Alonso, for instance, you know, you asked the question to me and Barry, do do we think Fernando could win? Absolutely in the right car. Now, do I think Fernando could dominate the way Max is at the moment in a Red Bull? Don't think so. Don't think so. I think he's just, he's just that. Roadless step, yeah. He's just he, he, you know, he's phenomenal. I have to say, phenomenal and drags the best out of any. I, I'd say, like you put, you know, An old analogy we use around Irish circuit dressing you know, you put him in a shopping trolley, he'd still fucking. Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And you only have to put two
0: euro into it. Um, he- <laughs> he's yeah.
1: he's a real bit of stuff.
0: Hamilton. In fairness, this is another interesting one, Richie. Um. His P3 was his 14th podium finish at Silverstone. He already has the record for most podiums at a single circuit, but that's that's serious going knowing that, like, whenever it's your home race or home event, there's probably a little bit more pressure because you want to do well, you would
1: put a bit more pressure on yourself. He's always delivered, hasn't he? In fairness to him, ah, uh, to be fair, listen, I'm not his biggest fan and I've never held my hand up to be his biggest fan, but I have to say, I was. I was happy for him today. I have to say, he's he's struggling in the Mercedes. He's like he's dragging the best he can out of the car, and I was delighted. I was delighted for him to finish up in the podium. I have to say, and like I say, I'm not his number one fan. I never will be, but I was delighted for him today. I was. I'm rubbing my hands now with this one because
0: this could be this could be a tricky one. I don't know. Is is it a fact or is it fiction? I'm going to read it out and I'll get your natural reaction. Two British drivers finish on the podium in a British Grand Prix for the first time since 1999 when David Coulthard was first and Eddie Irvine was second.
1: Ah, will you stop? I was actually going to message Eddie Irvine personally and ask him, do you state yourself as British or what's the story?
0: Hmm. So, like, that might not be a fact. <laughs> This is a, this is what's at stake here. Um, yeah, I, I, I
1: actually I can't say whether it's a fact or not because uh, I can't remember back whether Eddie Irvine ran under an Northern Ireland flag or a British flag. I can't,
0: he definitely had I'd a shamrock to... on the helmet from memory,
1: yeah, um, yeah, he did. He had a big green shamrock on his helmet, so I don't know, I don't um... know what it
0: doesn't mean, but we're not going to turn it into the Irish sectarian show either, I suppose, at the same time. But I just no, thought that was an interesting no. one um
1: yeah you know, I, yeah heard that, I, I heard that as well i heard that as well and i was like oh my god oh my yeah, god yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway go on
0: <laughs> so rich look i mean at this particular juncture we've had an awful lot going on in a very quick space of time and next year i think i i read within that calendar there's going to be three um we'll say three periods of three races on the spin you know week on week which is uh A fair fair demand, uh, not including, I suppose, ones where you only have a week in between. Uh, But thankfully, there is a week of a gap now and Hungary's in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Is there any last thoughts on on today before we kind of have a quick look ahead? And and is there any hopes that maybe you may harbour for for Hungary in particular that um, you think could be of interest?
1: Well, I'd, I'd hope McLaren carried her farm from Silverstone to Hungary I hope Ferrari continue to improve, and Lewis's Lewis's podium today just just shows that Mark mightn't be that quick over a single lap, but that has good race pace. So, mm. like we said earlier in the in, in the podcast, there he, you know, I think the battle for second, third, and fourth is going to be it's going to be very interesting.
0: Yeah, sure is, Rich. Sure is. Well, look, Rich. We'll leave it at that enjoyed the chat Uh Barry obviously as we said sends his apologies and uh, he'll be back with us for the next one we'll thank PFT Travel once more our supporters safely on time every time obviously you get them on Facebook and on Instagram you get us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at Irish F1 show and if you like what we're doing you can support us for the price of a coffee or a price of what Richie is sipping out as this episode is <laughs> Richie thanks a million pleasure as always thanks Kev